Hey guys, I'm Rhea Fry, best-selling author, business owner, wife, mother, but most of all, I'm a human. And I'm Joe Tower, entrepreneur, producer, editor, husband, son, and I am also a human. As writers, we're always digging behind the story of publishing, ego, process, to get to the deeper truth of who we are and why we're here. While we're still pursuing that mission of the Right Way podcast, we wanted a platform where we could talk about being writers as well as being human. Now we'll be spending each episode talking with real people about real shit. This is the real story. I'm interested in this idea of purpose, purpose-driven, I, 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 purpose-driven action. I think I'm very, you know, I'm obviously have been stuck creatively for a long time. Um, most of my adult life and uh with kind of a, especially with writing particularly prose particularly fiction prose i've had like i've always had kind of or since college have kind of had just like this inability to like let myself get into it and i've you know i've obviously been i'm i've got this intent now um especially as as anna moves through chemo and we sort of look at like the end, not the end, but like the next phase of things and having to have something or do something else. And you and I have been in mad, like reframing mode with, with right way and with client work and being very clear about like wanting to get out of that and into work that is more, that is serving us creatively. So all of that has been on the table. And so I've been, you know, doing a lot of research and like looking at authors I like and looking at genres of books I like and looking at specific books I like. And obviously in all of our work with clients, um, this comes up and never comes up. Uh, because we we talk about it all the time. We you know especially when we get into a process with either a client that is writing a book proposal for a book that they want to use to kind of um, you know consolidate their the the their method of entrepreneurship or self improvement or whatever. Or if we're talking about some of the clients that we've worked with who are writing their first or their third or their twentieth book, uh, to try to submit. Um, we always say like, start with your big, why, like, why are you, why are you doing this? And I don't, I mean, I think there's both an answer and not an answer, or I think that I have an answer and both not an answer. Cause I think about like, okay, what are the big whys? Like, what are the levels of big whys that we have when we ask those questions? If it's like, why do I write? And is it because that has somehow come around to be the clearest way I can express myself, both as a human and like in communication and create creativity and creativity is maybe just is just heightened communication in a way. Or is it some other reason? And if it is... Okay, well, can I yeah. Can I ask you? Can I, like, break in? Okay, so I'm just going to ask. We're just going to role play here. Um, why do you write? I don't, that's why I think it's, it's, it has become clear to me that it's my the most comfortable way for me to communicate. Okay, why do you want to get published? That is... So that's the other question, right? Is, like, is it... But also, what, like, 
what do you want your book to do? Like even past publishing, like why are you writing that type of book or why? Well, I'm asking you. Yeah. Like why? Why? I don't know, but I'm, I'm so what is yours? Well, the reason as a person that's published, like why, why do you want to be published and why the stories that you choose? Yeah. So why the books that you choose? So first I want to answer the, like the, why do I write? I think like you said, it's the most like fundamental part of who I am. Like I can't even process things unless I write them down. It's just how I think, how I process, how I communicate. It's how I best. I don't speak well. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't speak. Like when I have to like have a conversation with someone, I'm like, I wish this would have been an email. Yes. To be honest. Oh my God. You know? Same. Yeah. Right. And so in, in our business yeah. though, like I've had to speak so much more than I typically do. So I've had to learn to think out loud more and to form actual cohesive thoughts, which is interesting because it's actually gotten me away from journaling a little bit and and from, I mean, I used to just letter write and journal write all the time and I'm really trying to get back into that. But so I write because I need to, it's just, it's just, I feel like it is, you know, wrapped up in my identity, but so why do I want to get published or, you know, I think that's a twofold question. Like you said, like, why do I want to get published and and why do I write the books that I want to write? Like, you know, I I still deal a little bit with the ego thing in terms of why I want to be traditionally published, which we have talked about at length. I think there is a validity there in like, oh, I'm, my work is good enough (laughs) for someone to pay me. But I really, you know, one of my biggest goals with being published is to just reach as many people as I can and to make them feel something. And ever since I was younger and would write letters specifically to boyfriends or men, um, I would be blown away that I could write a letter or a poem or whatever and make someone feel something like to their core and to move them in such a way that they would want to write me back or they would want to tell me so. And I'm like, wow, what a what a powerful tool that is and a, and a gift. And to be able to do that with fiction is interesting. It, I think it's harder to find what your big why is, though, because like nonfiction, it's very clear, like why you're doing this, what you want your book to do in the world. And with and with fiction, I think it's it's a little bit more abstract sometimes. But I know that I write the types of stories that I do because I want to face my biggest fears, both as a female and as a parent. And I try to work a lot of that shit out on the page of, you know, what would I do if my child was kidnapped, if she died, if, you know, they're, you know, I died and then she was left without a guardian or, you know, I I just try to play these kind of like horrible (laughs) what if games. But in a way, it's it's therapy for me to get it out of my head onto the page to work through worst case scenarios and then to have my characters, you know, usually come out on the other end knowing like they will survive. They'll be okay. Even if they're pretty fucked up, they, they still got through it. And so for me, it it is a form of, of working my own shit out on the page and, and facing that like darkest part of myself and a lot of shadow parts of myself. Um, and I also think it's so fun to like, you know, I'm someone who we talk about it a lot. I mean, 
you know, I, everybody has certain insecurities or certain things they wish they had in their lives. And, and fiction is so much fun because you can create the world that you want or you can create the world that you don't want. Like if you want a ton of friends and you want to live in the mountains, you can place your character there. <laughs> you want to do, I mean, it's, it's so cool that you can play with these different identities and scenarios on the page. But you know, a question I have for you is, you know, you said that you've been stuck a lot of your professional life, but when have you not felt stuck? Because it's not like you haven't produced and and put things out into the world, especially like in the screenplay, um, on the screenplay side of things, script writing, like you've done a lot of stuff. Like you've done a lot of open mic well, stuff. You've th- done a lot of, you you have done a lot of stuff. There are There are different versions of stuck though. And I think that, and you know this uh, just as well as anybody, and I think there are a a multitude of people uh, in this creative space who have done a whole, who have been quote unquote successful, right? Uh, what By whatever metric they're measuring that and have done like quote unquote a lot of stuff, but have maybe felt stuck in certain aspects. And I think for me, stuck is, uh, the version of stuck that I have is like sitting down and writing whatever, a a story, a book, uh, something for myself. That's mine. That's like solely mine. That is, uh, something that I have, you know, grown and fostered from the nugget of an idea to finish manuscript. Um, I've worked on, I've worked across the spectrum, like uh, written commercials, I've written pitches, I've written, you know, marketing material, I've written uh, writing wise, I've, I've met all kinds of deadlines and I've satisfied all kinds of assignments, except like the greatest assignment, which is the one that nobody is, is pressing upon me, but me. Um, so so that's that's where I'm stuck. And a lot of people are stuck in a in in a lot of different ways. I think that, you know, I this uh, I mean, this idea that the creative process is especially one that because the creative process does the creative process stop when the um, when the piece of art or the piece of creative material then has like becomes like a product. And then it, you you embark on this like whole other process, or is that what being a creative is? Or is creative like fucking Walden Pond kind of shit, where you're just like sitting in a cabin by yourself journaling? Like, and these are questions that I don't know probably don't need to be answered, and it's probably just a distraction to ask them. But I think people get stuck at different points along that path, or feel stuck, and. Um, I think honestly, I would feel less stuck if I, when I have something, when I had something to sell, but it's this, it's this beginning part of nursing the thing and, and, you know, enduring like the rights and the rewrites and whatever late nights and early mornings and the frustration and the block and all that kind of stuff is where I feel my block. But if I have a client or if I have a, if I'm working for an agency that's like, Hey, we need a, you know, whatever, a 1500 word script by tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, no problem. Got it. But, uh, if it's like, Oh, I really want to write this story about a fucking old shoe. Uh, can't, <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it. 
Well, it and I think it's so much harder to live a creative life these days. Truly, I mean, I agree. you know, yeah. I, we are so distracted, we're so bombarded with information. It's just so hard to live in that because well, we don't have to come up to, with any of our own stuff, right? Because well, well, exa- all of exactly. our devices are like, here's a thing, and here's a thing, and here's a thing. Exactly, and you don't live in your head anymore. Like, you know, to be a true creative, I feel like there there is a lot of solo time. There's a lot of processing time. There's a lot of thinking, um, reading, being, and I don't know anybody unless they're like a hermit who, you know like in terms of writing started maybe 30, 40 years ago and get to do whatever they want to do and work however they want to work. I don't know anyone who really focuses solely on the work now and who isn't on fucking TikTok and, you know, doing all the things. And like, it, it's so hard to, to create that environment and space for yourself and then to get up tomorrow and do the same thing and get up tomorrow and do the same thing um, and I think that's, so I have a question for you. Yeah. I have a, a, a question for you because I thought that your, your response to why you particularly write the story. Cause I think why you want to publish, not that it's a no brainer, but it makes sense, right? If writing is the way you feel you communicate as a person and creatively, and it's like where you're most comfortable and you, and you have to do it, which we both feel a publication is like, and like you said, I want to, I'm reaching the most people. It somehow becomes, it's like the formal recognition of that form of communication. I loved your answer to like why you write the stories that you do. And this is like the question I would have for a number of authors is like, okay, why this book? Why this story? What are we trying to say here? And maybe that's getting a little bit like um, on, you know, mess, like meaning over story, but I thought your answer was great. And my question is, does it, does it work? Do you feel like as you've, you know, you're a multi-published author and you do have these kind of like spine tingling books, um, like every mother's greatest fear, every parent's greatest fear, every person's greatest fear. Does it, does the ther- does that therapy work? Has it helped you, uh, yes. along the way? It has. Yes. And because, I mean, this, this might be a little fucked up, but my, my daughter, you know, who's almost 10, but was five when, you know, I first wrote not her daughter and, and used a five-year-old who got kidnapped. Um, we like work through all these different scenarios together and kind of like go through it and talk about it. And she helps me, um, with a lot of things on the page. I mean, the one, the book that I just wrote that you know, is being considered by editors at the moment, this nine-year-old child dies in this book. And I have not dealt with a child dying, especially one that is my own daughter's age. And that was unbelievably rough. I mean, I think that is truly every parent's worst nightmare to have their child die. And there's no way that you can write about it and be like, oh, well, if this happened, like I wrote about it, so now I know how to deal with it. No, never gonna happen in a million years But I think having to walk through that because so many people don't let themselves think about those scenarios and what they would do in that situation, it does force you to face to face it. And so for me, it it has helped a little bit in in working through some of that, you know, grief. And that might not be the healthiest thing, because why would I work through scenarios that hopefully will never happen? But 
I think as creatives, especially if you're writing suspense, thriller, women's fiction, heavier stuff, whatever it is, you do butt up against those, those what ifs, you know? And I think the best stories are like the what if questions or like, what would you do if, you know, X, Y, or Z happened? Um, and I mean, what about you? Like the stories you want to write very wildly, I feel like what, let's workshop that shit. Like what, why do you want to write the type of stories you want to write? Well, I think uh, I think it's I think you hit sort of like uh, a really awesome nail on the head, particularly with which I also think is specific not to not to you know a select few genres, but I I definitely the the books that I pick up and the books that I'm interested in are are, are books that kind of fall into that like horror suspense thriller kind of category um and i think there is something to that about and you know you said it before too you in in fiction you can either write the world that you want or the world that you don't want and i think both approaches are extremely valid and have produced some probably really exceptional work i think overall we're probably more as humans we're more tantalized by the world we don't want and I'm no different I think that there is something about that the feeling of of fear or 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 dread um and I think for me in maybe the sort of undercurrent for the stories that I'd like to write there's a lot of me trying to address any, any moment of hardship or trauma in life. Uh, maybe trying to like, you know, you get, you get through a thing you, and there's that saying, like, it always seems impossible until it's done. And it's amazing how you can, how arduous and horrifying and difficult, uh, a process can be when you're in it. And then when it's over, you sort of look back and it seems like it kind of flew by and it's like, so I, I I think, I think there's a certain degree of like reliving, um, certain like horrible circumstances to try to understand it better or reglean the lessons that were learned. I, I think all of that stuff is really evocative and, and, and appropriate and makes sense to me for why people would want to write those stories. I think overall, my question, you know, to many writers is like, I, I think there are also, there are also books that like don't have that. And there are also books that like explore a lot of other things or, you know, all any like coming of age tale. And, and I just am curious, you know, when, when, when writers or an author approach those books, those quote unquote, like stories that like, don't, that grab a hold of you and don't let you go. Um, the, the working, working something out for oneself makes a great deal of sense to me, but like, then what is the, is there a companion to that? That's like, well, how does, how does this help or what does this do, you know, out there for the readers? I, I don't, you know, is it just uh, a diversion? Is it just something to read uh, in between air uh, airport terminals? Is it, you know, just like a summer read? I, 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 I think, 
largely as I'm trying to grapple with, you know, my own kind of creative insecurities and my, this block that I keep saying that I've had for so long, I'm, I'm trying both to understand like what I can work out within the process itself, but then also like, well, what am I, what is it going to do? Like, how is it going to help? What am I going to, what is this, what purpose does this, does this truly serve on the other side? I mean, I feel like if you get too in the weeds with that stuff, though, it it detracts from just writing the story that you want to write, you know, like. um, Absolutely. And you are a very, I mean, you do think and you do, you know, really, I feel like go, go a step beyond if someone like for me, I'm like, cool, I got a new book idea and I'm just going to write it. And (laughs) I don't really like think through like, where's this going to fit in the market? And, you know, I've got to be in a genre and, you know, I, I, am I just going to write women's fiction from now on or can I do still do suspense? And I don't often think it through. I just really am very impulsive with my ideas, but then I've also realized that's the only way I follow something through and get it done. If I start, well, you act on it. You actually take action. Well, let's talk. Where I I, I, want to, I'm still sitting in a chair with a notepad. Like, (laughs) let's the purpose. (laughs) Well, let's 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 walk you through this for a second. Okay, so let's say you have this story, and I know that you have several things that you're, you know, you could write that you're looking back through old stuff. You know, some new ideas. But let's say you land on one and it's the story that will not let you go, that is going to become a book that you are then going to pitch, you know, to land an agent and get published. But let's let's think through that. So you've written the book, you land the agent, you get the book deal, whatever, you know, type of book deal would be your dream book deal or with a certain publisher and now you're going to be published and your book's coming out next year, let's say, or 2024. How, like, what is your dream scenario with all of that? Like, what does being a published author look like? How would you want to debut and launch into the world? Like, what what does that look like for you? Haven't thought of any of that. <laughs> well, let's let you're going to think about like, it right now. Well, I, you know, um, I don't know. It's not going to be an acceptable answer. <laughs> so. I have, I, I, I don't have whatever part of your brain works in that way. Like I don't, I've, I've, I've never been able to kind of like, like preview my, my dream. I think like for me, writing and and publishing something would preferably not look much different than things do right now um aside from some potentially obvious things um and i think that largely i'm looking to solve something that's more internal than external i i mean obviously like who wouldn't want what writer what what aspiring writer um, of any kind wouldn't want the biggest possible fanfare, right? The biggest agent, the, the, a huge debut, that weird little like silver or gold sticker on the front cover. Um, we all want that, like, you know, the, the, the Reese's or Oprah book club pick, of course, of course, because that means that a lot of people are buying your book and a lot of people are hopefully reading your book. But unfortunately, when it comes to 
and this is kind of my point with like the purpose driven thing is like when we get to that certain point of commerce and creativity, which is, I think, you know, in, in our society that becomes sort of what matters because, uh, and this was said in a class that we were in once and I can't remember who said it, but it was like, if you want to, you know, if you want to be a creative, uh, and you don't want to like tackle the business side, then just fucking like write a story and like put it in the drawer of your desk and like no one will ever see it. And like, what is, you know, is that a thing? And so of course that's, that's all, all part of it. But the goal with me imagining what kind of launch I want and what kind of debut I would want and what kind of reception I want to the book has more to do with how many people are buying the book than how many people are reading mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, of course. Which totally, I guess, I don't know, bums me out and makes like, takes me back to the question like, okay, what am I, is this just uh, is this just an effort to entertain? Is this an effort to duplicate the feelings that writing this story gives me? Like, I don't know. I, so, you know, you're, you, I clearly get stuck in like a fucking spin cycle of, stu- of ridiculous and distracting thoughts, uh, which I'm well aware of, but, but I think, I think a, a writer's big why or a creative's big why is the most important thing to get s- to start doing anything um, or endeavor to do anything, to create anything. But I also think like, what does this, what does this do? What is the, what is the response that you want? And is it just like for people to, to buy it and read it and be like, Oh, that's a great book. That's a well-written book or, Oh, that elicited an interesting discussion about, you know, race or classism or whatever, or, or holy shit that made me dread the possibility of another Republican presidency or holy shit that made me miss my mom or, you know, whatever. Like, I I think that kind of, what, what are we trying to evoke with the peace? Well, I, I think it's super hard now to write a book with staying power, like to write a novel with staying power, like we used to be able to, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you can think of 10, 20 novels off the top of your head that will probably still be relevant in another 50 years. They're just the classics, right? Like no one's writing the next classic anymore um, because to be... I feel like a somewhat successful writer to be able to make money at it. There are certain boxes that you have to check, you know, being a genre writer of some sort, like, you know, the classics, I feel always fall into that literary fiction category. And, And when is the last time you heard about like a book that, you know, took the world by storm and we'll still be talking about in five years, 10 years. There's so much material. It's so saturated. I I feel like most writers I know aren't even writing from that place of like wanting to just, it's no longer about just the story. It's about meeting your deadline, getting paid for that book, and then moving on to the next thing because you have to publish a book a year to stay relevant. And then moving on to the next thing and moving on to the next thing and maybe getting a movie deal or maybe selling your book, you know, overseas. But no, I always go back to authors like Donna Tartt, who wrote a book once every 10 years. And then 
you know, she would ride that. I mean, she won the fucking Pulitzer for the Goldfinch and hadn't written anything in 10 years and hadn't written anything 10 years before that. She's written three books and might not ever write another one. But people like that, who, again, were grandfathered in back in the day, 30, 40 years ago, you were allowed to do that. You were allowed to ride one book for a decade, for five years, whatever it was. And no one's doing that anymore. No one's focusing on the art. They're focusing on the product and the next thing and the paycheck and the publishing industry and how to fit in and just want to get a deal. And it's it's a real issue for me because at my core, and I feel like at your core too, we are actually creatives, like through and through. And I am so disgruntled when I am not creating. And I've really realized that I use so many different things as excuses as to why I am not sitting my ass in the chair every day and filling my creative cup first. It's work, you know, it work right now is the the main distraction and we've made just kind of this monumental decision to shift the our business and to wrap up client work in the summer and to pivot to I want to be a full-time author making great money you know, defining success on my own terms, but having longevity in this career. And that's really what I'm looking for is longevity, having a great team, you know, maybe multi-publishing with several different publishers in several different areas and betting on myself in a way that I haven't done since 2017 when I quit, you know, two jobs, wasn't sure how we were going to make ends meet. And I just went in on my, like I went all in on myself and, you know, it scares the shit out of me because, I am the sole breadwinner in our family. My business is what, you know, our business is what makes money. And to just step away from things like that, from a ghostwriting gig, from a $15,000 book proposal uh, is terrifying. But I, I know when I reach a point when it's time to move on or pivot, and I'm not saying we'll never do client work again, but... I think there needs to be time for us to learn how to be creatives again and how to do it consistently. Not every once in a while, not when time allows, not when we knock, you know, all the deadlines off, but today, like, and then tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day. And, you know, I always go back to this. I don't, I don't even remember who it was from, but I remember thinking about like, I, you know, say we will about manifestation and all of that, but you know, it's like if you want to be a successful author or a best-selling author or whatever, put yourself in that person's shoes or the person you look up to or the author you want to be like. And, you know, how do they spend their days? How do they spend their time? And every time lately, like I've, I've really been meeting my word count every day and putting my work first. And it hasn't been that long. But I'm like, oh, this is so much easier than I made it out to be because I've conditioned myself to think that I just don't have time to really take myself seriously. And I do have the time and I'm taking myself seriously. And I have to believe and trust that if I do the work and stop focusing so much on 
you know, getting a big six figure deal or, you know, I've paid my dues. So now it's time like that I have the type of career that I want, like let go of all that shit and all the expectations and write the books and stories that I want to write and be patient and understand that there there's no one right way, right way to <laughs> have a successful career or there's no one right way to be a successful author or to be a prolific author or to be an author period and I have options. It's what we tell our clients all the time like you want to be published, you can be published. It's just figuring out like what feels good to you and I at the end of the day like when I think about getting up and what my best life looks like. It is filling my creative cup. And that usually is writing. Um, Now we do a lot of like drawing and my daughter loves clay. And we do, you know, we do a lot of like artistic things in our house, which is great. But filling up that creative cup, moving my body like multiple times a day, um, not feeling rushed in that way, but really like paying attention to good movement and good sleep and and feeling good, and then spending time with loved ones. And again, I use work as the reason, like, because I'm I'm so exhausted by the end of the day that I don't always want to go, like, hang out with people. I want to, like, sit down and fucking veg out. And if I am not giving that energy to 15 different people a day, and I'm giving it to one story, and then I will have so much more energy to go out in the world and do the things I want to do. But there's a lot of guilt that comes along with that because we have helped, you know, so many people. And I'm like, well, is this is this my gift? Should I, you know, just do this forever? But this is also my life and I do have a gift. I do think I'm a good writer and I want to I just want to again, I want to bet on myself and and see what shakes out. I love that. I, and you are a person too. And I agree that you're, I, I think you're, you're pure, you're pure creative. And I also think that you're one, like you're a writer in like one of the most pure senses to me. And yeah, I, I, th- I think that it's that you've stayed, that you, it's kind of this work has kept you away from it. I think is a real, real bummer because you are a person that always, you talk about your love of books and you talk about your love of like handwriting letters and you are that you are that writerly kind of person. So I. Well, so are you. So are you. And I, I, I'm just like, what? The only thing you need to be doing is number one, finding the book that you want to write right now. That doesn't mean, you know, for fucking ever, but pick the project that you want to finish, finish it. And then, and then you're off to the races. But I think the only block is in not completing it. And, you know, you and I had a conversation offline not too long ago. Whereas only block you know, is not starting it. Well, not. Well, but I feel like you can start things and you have. Well, I went to things, the but, Columbia College Fiction Department. That's all they teach you how to do is how yeah. to start and not to finish. <laughs> yeah. How to start. Exactly. But, you know, the biggest question I have for you and and for a lot of us and even our listeners is like, you know, are you afraid of failure or are you afraid of success? And sometimes I think they're the same fucking thing, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I actually think that's a great question. And I, I, I think like you said, we should turn that question out to you guys is if, if you're on either the past path to completion or the, or the path to publishing, like what, and, and you, you feel blocked or you feel like you can't, 
take that next step forward? What is it that's stopping you? Is it that, or is it, or is it another kind of fear? But I, I actually think uh, you're right, Ria. I think the fear of success is oftentimes some, some, oftentimes more profound than. The I mean, fear it's of it's where I am at the moment because I'm like, oh well, we've been so we've been very successful with right way, like without having to do too much, and for me to pivot that attention, the spotlight on me, it's like, well. What about if I don't make it? What about if I fail? What about, you know, it, you you it's it's different when it's other people's work and you know, you're you're working on their dreams versus it's just you. <laughs> it's just you and totally. Yeah. And it's also just like you said before, like you were saying before the kind of state of things is we're we've been kind of reconditioned in this day and age now to start thinking about the presumption is when they see what we've done, they're going to ask what else what you else got. Do you, oh, oh and yeah. And so we're, we're already thinking about the Always. next thing when we're not even done with Always. the first thing. I, so, I yeah, recently absolutely. had a, a call with an editor and they're like, what are you working on next? What are you working on next? And you know, it's, it's, that's what I'm saying is just, it's everything moves so much faster. And for a lot of creatives, we don't need things to move fast. We need to take our fucking time and slow down and process. And I think you absolutely have the permission to do that. But sometimes it is at the risk of never finishing. And, you know, sometimes you do need that deadline and you do need that push to to just finish. And for you, I think that is actually your hurdle is yes, to start something, but to finish it. And then once you do, and once you get an agent, once you get published, you're going to look back as you were saying earlier and, and be like, oh, well, that wasn't so hard. Well, there's, that's the truest thing. I mean, and that's, yeah, my, the biggest, the biggest problem is, is that indeed? <laughs> yes. Um, email us at podcast at rightwayco.com if you have experienced this, are experiencing this, and, and want to talk about it or have questions. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Right Way Presents The Real Story. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment. And for more information on The Real Story and Right Way, visit rightwayco.com.